We're, we're here in Las Vegas for the I Hate Insurance podcast. Because <laughs> we know everybody hates insurance. You can be honest. Yeah, we do. It's, you know, I like it when you're around. I, I'm, here, <laughs> I'm here with exciting people. I'm the boring insurance guy. No, you're probably the coolest one here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. real. <laughs> so tell us about where you grew up and how you got started. Ladies first. All right. I'm a southern um, gentleman. Born and raised in South Carolina, and um, throughout college, I actually owned a bakery with my mom. We were really good at making gourmet cupcakes and French macarons. And, and you didn't bring any for us to sell? No, I dude, listen, every year at SHOT Show, people are like, where are your freaking macarons? Because I've even had people from France say, this is better than what we have. So I was just Ooh. like, yeah. Oh. Um, they're actually one of the Hear really... France? They're, <laughs> they're the hardest... Um, like gourmet I dessert item to make. Um, but I was shooting guns on the side just for fun. And Instagram was still a growing platform at the time. So I basically just grew with the platform, started making more gun content and just having fun and doing what I like to do. And next thing I know, I have people wanting me send sending me like free holsters. And I was like, oh, I get free stuff. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is really cool. I'm going to keep doing this. And, um, you know, then it turned into like this is actually what people want to do now. Like it's been ten years, I feel like, and uh, now kids want to be like a YouTuber or a creator. Now that's what it's Big all time. about. At the time, we were still, I was still figuring it out. It wasn't a thing. So yeah, then I got Activision hit me up. They're the creators for the video game Call of Duty, and they were like, "We love your look and that you can run and gun. We want to uh, bring you in to our." facility scan you in and put your creator in the game and i was like is there some like teenager trolling me in their mom's basement right now and i was like no no no, i don't <laughs> believe this for a second so i helped on a call and uh it was legit and next thing i knew i'm flying to la getting my body scan and all these crazy faces and making really cool content and uh -huh. then my mom got to see me die on uh Call of Duty over and over again. She's like, can you stop sending me videos of your brain getting smashed in? And she's like, I can't look at this anymore. But, um, yeah, now I just pretty much focus on YouTube content and having fun shooting guns. So how many followers do you have? Um, YouTube, I'm at 2.2 million. Instagram, at 1.1 million. So do you get negative? Do you get people who don't like? That you yeah, but I mean, most of my content is firearm stuff. Or I, I went gator hunting in Florida. Um, we took out a 13 foot gator, and I mean, people were just, "How dare you kill a, right. you know, majestic animal?" And I'm like, "You stick your toe in that water, and that f***er will literally swallow you whole." Like, right. I have a picture of me standing next to him or laying next to him in the ground. I mean, he's his head is like half my body. I was just like, "Dude, this." You know, they have no natural predator. There's over a million of them in There's Florida. There's plenty it's, of them out there. Yeah, they yeah. want you, like, the state literally, like, gives out, you know, the tags for you for you to right. to remove yeah. them. So, yeah, sometimes there's some hate in there, but yeah. it's because they don't understand. They don't have to follow you. Right, it's right. usually people who don't. Happy. No, That's you can't. I'm definitely learn you can't make everybody happy. No, especially in insurance. No, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> I, can. I can make everybody happy. You just have to listen to me. <laughs> Most people are like, no, I'm not paying any more for insurance. It's crap. Yeah, usually. So, <laughs> boy, I don't, 
Well, my name is Adam Scher, a.k.a. WWE Superstar Braun Strowman. So a little back history on myself. Yeah, I grew up in a little town in Cheryl's Ford, North Carolina. Oh, you're from the Carolinas, too? Yeah, I I'm no a Carolina boy. So Hell yeah. Right there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, I grew up in Cheryl's Ford, North Carolina on the beautiful shores of the majestic Lake Norman. Um, huh. Yeah, played all sports through high school, stuff like that. Wrestled in high school. Um, was the local town mechanic for 11 years, and I was working nightclubs downtown Charlotte and ran into some guys that come, used to compete in World's Strongest Man competitions and invited me out to try World's Strongest Man. It's something that I've always been interested in and never really knew how to Were get into Were you, like, training it. I wasn't really training for it, so I was more trying to be, like, the pretty boy. Like, this was the... Affliction error, yeah. the big fake diamond earrings, like the faux hawk. That's the that studs so, on your jeans. Yeah, and... so I was more worried about being like pretty boy, but I was still like 295 pounds. So these guys asked me, like, what do you do? Like, you're big, you work at security. And they're like, well, like, you want to come try strongman? I was like, sure. So I gave strongman a try. Trained for two weeks, won my first competition that I'd tried ever doing strongman the beast of the east in columbia south carolina wow. then went on a yeah a two-year career as an amateur strongman winning north america's strongest man in 2011 winning the arnold amateur world championship in 2012 and then signing with wwe in 2013 i've been with the company yeah uh, minus what took one year unpaid vacation in the last decade i've been with wwe but yeah uh life so you yeah know, it sounds you, like you're just like yeah it's just like one been, year after the next been, year it really is like it's it's so crazy just how go 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 that my life has been and my dad was a professional athlete playing slow pitch softball and stuff so i grew up traveling all over the country with him um when i was a kid and stuff like that so been all over the world met a lot of cool people doing mm -hmm. awesome stuff like i said getting to sit down with people like you that i've literally played you in a video game how cool is it you're sitting down with some with not just one person but two people that are in video games yeah. <laughs> yeah. like that's what like, i have to constantly pinch myself of like seeing myself immortalized in plastic with like six-pack abs because i don't walk around with a six-pack all the time but like seeing that i got to that point and they made an action figure out of it and stuff like that for that's a kid cool. that got yeah a kid that was told he was never going to mount to nothing grew up bullied, was homeless, uh, what, 11 years ago. So when I moved to Florida to start wrestling for WWE, I was sleeping on people's couches. I moved to Florida. Mm -hmm. Everything I owned in a Kia Soul with 150 bucks in my pocket, like 40 grand in credit card debt. Wow. I slept on my buddy's girlfriend's couch for three months while I was getting my feet underneath me and getting going. And now we're here sitting in this beautiful room at the Wynn in Las Vegas with <laughs> Rick Lindsay, Alexander. Like, life's freaking awesome. It is. Well, <laughs> I'm is not crazy. a big video gamer, so I haven't seen you guys in any <laughs> video games. I'm sorry about that. But my kids definitely have. Yeah. So. Anytime someone's like, oh, I play I play your character in Call of Duty, and I'm like, cool, how many times have you killed me is the real question. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm pretty good. I'm like, all right, good, good. But it's like, but how cool is that, as I said, for you to be like, that is one of the most iconic video game series ever. Right. If, like if, if, not, I... if not the most iconic video game, I mean, other than like Halo, let's be for real, Halo is the OG first-person shooter. Right. But then Call of Duty, like with franchise that it's done, and to see where that, that game is Like coming. Halo kind of fell off a little bit, but Call of Duty still every year's you know, kept up with what the community wants. It's a little bit different each year, so it's not the same thing over and over again. But if there was any game that I would want to be in, it would be Call of Duty. Like, that was it. Like, right. I never would have 
ever thought that would ever happen to me ever. Life is just crazy. Like you, the opportunities you get that yep. you don't even plan for just but you appear. Have to be in the game, right? Yeah, yeah, right. You got to get your foot in there a little bit. You can't just like you know twiddle your thumbs in a corner and hope something falls in your lap. Right. But yeah, it was it was pretty like surreal. I was like, is this really happening? I was like, no. And they didn't contact me for a while, and I was like, maybe they don't like me. And I was like, did I say something bad? I was like, was it the guns? Is it my social media? And you're like all these. Thoughts get in your head, and I was like, well, maybe they just don't like me, and they didn't tell me that I was no follow-up, nothing, and then I get a text, and someone's like, you're on my Xbox, and I was like, what? They're like, yeah, and then I get an email from Call of Duty saying, hey, your character launches tomorrow, and I'm just like, you left me hanging for like six months, I had no idea that you were even going to continue to use me, and then like I, the game, like it updates, and every I install the game, and there I am, like on the cover of season one, Call of Duty. Um, cause I didn't launch when the game launched. I launched for season one. So it was like a, a new character update. It like, like DLC. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like new maps came out, new multiplayer options, new guns and a new character. That new character was me. So I was like, well, the game came out and I don't see myself. They haven't told me anything. I was like, oh, well, you know, the next yeah. thing will happen. And the next <laughs> thing I know people are like, the game just updated and you're on the front. I was like, what? I was like, oh my gosh. So I had to go play with myself. <laughs> oh, that sounded really I'm weird. Not <laughs> I'm not touching that. No, I'm not getting canceled. <laughs> uh-huh. But I get it. I just yeah. think I catch myself playing with myself when I get a, <laughs> when I get a new action figure. Like I just had a new, I just had a new uh, elite figure from Mattel come out, and I had another Funko pop, and I'm like sitting here like I'm playing with myself. <laughs> And it's not a bad thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll see if you That's the first time you ever thought that. Yeah, right? <laughs> Usually my mom was like, hey, you're going to, it's going to make you go blind. Leave <laughs> yeah. that thing alone. Oh, God. Yeah, I grew up with a, bl- with a brother. That stuff's not pleasant. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. We're talking about playing with action figures. <laughs> Thinking why you guys hate X or hate insurance. Hate X insurance? <laughs> <laughs> and Rick's gonna solve all the problems for what you hate. They don't know why they hate it. I look I can be honest, like I I'll be I've had some quarrels with the insurance stuff. I live in Florida and you know how the homeowner's uh, insurance situation is down there right now with everything. So yeah, we had that big hurricane what two years um, ago that absolutely flattened Fort Myers. Um, I I don't even can't even remember the not even worth talking about her name, giving them a free rub, whatever it is. But I had homeowners insurance, <laughs> hail damage. Every house in my cul-de-sac had their roof redone. I filed a claim because I started having a leak in my garage. Insurance company denied, denied, denied. I was like, all right, I got to take you to court for it. So all this stuff, I get dropped 48 hours before the hurricane hits in Florida. They drop all my, no coverage on my house. I'm one inch from water being inside of my house and stuff like that. And I've just heard horror stories, especially in the state of Florida with everything that happened and stuff like that. And just, that's my biggest quarrel is just like dealing with this homeowner stuff. Like I, you pay all this money and at the end of the day, like, when you need somebody or when you need the company there and you've paid thousands and thousands of dollars over the years. I say, go, it's, like, Sorry, I say it's like the playground when we grew up. You know, you when you pick teams and, you know, play Army, whatever, you knew who you wanted because you knew who you could win with. Mm-hmm. You knew who would run for the hills when a real fight broke out. So, you know, again, most people buy on price, right? You call an agent. Yeah, you want the price, cheapest price. And it's which one's cheapest. And I say to people, look, what you want to do is 
that's important. But jump forward and say, what does the claim look like? Right? Let's say a hailstorm comes through and my roof's damaged. Are you going to come fix it? And the answer is no. They're writing you because they've underwritten you and you fit the box of somebody who's not going to have a claim. And when you call your agent in Florida, most of the time, they'll try and discourage you from reporting it. And I always ask them, why? Why, why, don't, you, why don't you tell them to report it? And it's like, because they'll get canceled. I'm like, that's it right there. That's what you should be telling them when they buy. It's like, do you want insurance that you can't use? Mm-hmm. Or do you want insurance who's going to actually come make you happy? And that's where you, you know, actually run through a mock just like anything, right? Let's pretend like you had a claim. Let's pretend, what am I going to get paid? So, you know, if it costs you 500 bucks to build your house per square foot and you insure it for 200 which is what most people do, they underinsure the value, well, now you can't get the policy value because you didn't actually insure the whole thing. Mm-hmm. If you're like having 12 rounds in your clip and you only have six in there, you know, you can't get more than that. Right. So... You know, there's all of these little tricks, and of course, they think they're trying to avoid paying a claim. That's why every time when what can happen does happen, and Florida is like on steroids. It's like a little experiment. You can see that when something happens, you know, earthquake, and it's going to be the same. They hire some third party to come out and look at your roof. It's not the insurance company. It's a third party, and they're now re-underwriting you. They're doing what they did to give you a price, but now they're going through it in the mock, and they're like, oh, you're underinsured. I guarantee you they said your roof your roof was old, right? So it was like 10 years old. One of the things, There's yeah. only 10 years left in it, so we're only paying you half. And you're like, huh. So I got my deductible. I got to come up with the other half of the roof, and most people don't have that money. So, you know, if you have a half a million dollar house, you have a 10% roof deductible or storm deductible. How many people with a half a million dollar house have 50 grand laying around when the roof's gone? Zero. And that, and that, that's something I thought of exactly what you said because I'm fortunate at this point in my life where I am financially stable. And I think about like, especially in the economy that we're in right now, uh, a mother, father with kids and all this stuff and exactly what you said. Like now something happens, your roof, your house is leaking, whatever. You go to do an insurance claim. Now you got to figure out where you got to come up with 50 grand when you're living week to week on top of it. And yeah. then your insurance company looks at it and it says, well, you can't perform. So my, my solution is always look ahead of the ball. Everything's back to the playground and, you know, athletics. So if you have a $50,000 roof deductible, which I wouldn't sell you, if you had a $50,000 claim, I'd sell you 10%. So you'd pay 10% or 5,000 and I'd pay 45. And now we're working to fix your roof. Then I keep insuring you because you now have a new f-ing roof. You know, all the dumbass. Not, yeah, not, lo- not lose a settlement in court, pay out for the roof and then drop you anyways. Yeah, yeah. and so, you know, again, how insurance disappears when people need it shows that it's a it's a broken model. In Florida, they just keep doing the same thing over and over again for the last 50 years, and that's why the lawyers are getting rich, and insurance guys are hated. Yeah. So, you know, but it is choices buyers make, too. Um, I don't believe until now you've had a choice. So we sell a homeowner's policy that covers everything. It's called an all-in-one. Anything that's different in the condition of that building, mudslide, sink, coal, flood, it doesn't really matter. 
um, you know, the old-fashioned approach is we'll cover your home, but we don't cover flood. And I always tell people that's like being half pregnant. You can't be half pregnant. <laughs> Somebody got mad at me for saying that, and I'm trying to figure like, out. These days, I don't know. I'm like, you know, so you're saying a guy can't get pregnant? Right. Is that why I'm in trouble? <laughs> you know, but if a guy can't get pregnant, he can't be half pregnant. I guarantee it. Anybody that get pregnant, pregnant. <laughs> so anyway, do the whole job, right? And in life, when you, you know, you're trying to build yourself in a reputation, you can't do that by being a dirtbag. You, mm-hmm. you know, eventually it all catches up with you. And if you do good things and treat people good, I think it just eventually works out for you. You know, don't do shit the way that it's always been done. When I ask my employees, why do we do that that way? It's the way we've always done it. Like, yeah. Well, that's a good reason to think of a new way, yeah. right? If there is a better way, let's think about it. Let's not just do the old way. And insurance people have been doing the same for a hundred years and it doesn't work. So anyway, I don't really hate insurance. I just think it's a good title. <laughs> <laughs> insurance so. sucks. I live in... Um, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So I live on a river and then I, you know, 10 miles away is also the beach. So um, we're like, if you look at the map, like insurance, when I, you know, you're in the flood zone. I'm in like, you'll see like, you know, some red and some yellow. I'm like burgundy. Like we are almost, it is Mm -hmm. dark. Like that is how often we flood. We had. um, So how long have you lived there? Um, it's been about three years, so but what's I, your experience? Have you had floods? Yes. So yeah. before I actually bought the home when the first sale sign was underwater, <laughs> so oh. I got a pretty good deal. Right. Um, <laughs> like I'll buy that. I'm like I can't. I'm like yeah. Is this, the, is this the real estate agent? I can't really get your number. It's underwater right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I love the area. I was born and raised there, and I knew what situation I was getting myself into. The home's on stilts. Right. Um, we had what we call the thousand year flood in South Carolina. It was um, 11 feet, I think. And so it was high enough to where it almost got in the house. But you were, everyone who lives in that area, they always have um, canoes or kayaks tied up to their right. mailboxes. They park at the highway and they just swim to your house or i mean uh, that's just the lifestyle yeah, out there every now and then yeah but you really didn't have any damage because the water right so there was no right. damage to the home the ductwork just need to be replaced because it was underneath the house so i was like okay maybe insurance won't be that bad there was no prior damage to any flooding and that one was a thousand year flood that's right. just very uncommon to happen um we that's actually, why i don't believe in those flood maps because it tells you about the land, but it doesn't tell you about the actual structure. Right. It's and like it's high enough to right. where if you even if I knew that, it was going to be that bad again, I know that I'm, I mean, our vehicles or anything else underneath the house would be totally destroyed, but right. the home itself would be okay. But they were still just like insurance is high. We had to get separate flood insurance, which is also high. Like this, I didn't even understand what I was getting into with the insurance policies because I have like feel like I was like two or three different policies just to get this right. house covered. And I'm like, but there's no prior damage. There's no history of damage done to this home. So, but it still sucked. And I was right. like, well, I guess I got to pay it if I want to have insurance on the house because right. no one would insure it. So, so that, you know, the flood policy you buy is offered by the government and it, it has a limit of 200,000, which was set up in the fifties and sixties. Cause that's what most houses were. So if you buy federal flood, which most people have it, 
200000 is the max limit on the house, and commercial buildings have a half a million. Well, most houses now are worth way more than they were in the, you know, you have yeah. a $5 million house, you get 200000 a flood. Yeah. So three years ago, Congress said you can now buy private floods. So that's when we started, you know, everything in one policy. If you write my homeowners and you exclude flood, and I write the flood, and we both go out and look at a damaged house, we're not going to agree on where the flood damage is and where the homeowner, you know, yeah. we're going to be trying to push it on each other because right. that's what people do. Right, because you don't so, want to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, one policy eliminates all of that bullshit and, you know, I call it bench the lawyers, right? If we do our job right, you really can eliminate lawyers most of the time with good people. When, you know, we have people die helicopter skiing or a kid hurt at a water park, if people didn't have insurance, you know, you would, you would learn how to manage that on your own or you wouldn't have a successful business. You'd take care of the kid and the mom would say, oh man, they, yeah, my Johnny got hurt there. But they called me and they paid, you know, his $50 deductible and they were great and they take him back. Or you run away from the problem because you have insurance and they say, don't pay that. That admits liability. Well, you're ruining your reputation and your community, you know, rep. And so, again, if people didn't have insurance, they would think smarter, right? But when you buy insurance, it's like out of sight, out of mind. Oh, man, my insurance company's handling it. Well, every time you've thought that, you've ended up unhappy because they don't handle it, right? They're trying to pay as little as they can. And they would be smarter if they thought, maybe I'll pay more and make it because they promote and do all this advertising for an image and then they ruin that image when you have a claim and they don't pay you and you find out all the fine print. Well, so like for me with like buying my house, the house and floor was the first house I ever bought. And like, I didn't know, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. So like, I know I need insurance. So like I let the bank and everything do everything for right. it, for the insurance. So they're the ones that gave me the insurance and all this stuff. So it's just like, how how is you one of the the leaders in the insurance industry? How what is something you can do to help educate people when they're in these situations or whatever? Mm-hmm. Basically, my hand was forced. Okay, this is what I got to get insurance. It's like lender insurance is so much higher than if you were to get it out yourself before you close. Yeah, I, just, I found that out the I hard way. I had no idea. And they're like, "Well, this is what you need. This will cover this." I was like, "Okay," and then put it on there. And yeah, then I, I was like, look, "Whatever." And it's like, Seven thousand dollars a year. I'm paying for insurance, <laughs> yeah. and I go to get a claim on the roof. Like, yeah, we're not paying, and we're canceling you. Yeah. So, how is there something like what? What's something? Well, I would say the biggest challenge I have, right, and I get in trouble all the time, so I may as well just say this. You know, in <laughs> high school, when you're with your buddies, and it's like, quit cock blocking me, dude. <laughs> you know? So that is what goes on in the insurance business. You got all these insurance agents and brokers out there that have done it the standard way. For 50 years right and here comes stupid rick Lindsay, farm kid from utah and i'm like that seems stupid to me we ought to be doing it this way and you know 20 years ago i didn't know i wasn't sure that i was right but i was pretty sure now after 20 years i know i'm right so these agents and brokers that are out there you know they've all been trained in this way it'd be like anything right wrestling guns you come up with a new idea, all the more educated, smarter people, lawyers, you know, and again, I hire a lot of lawyers. Um, every time I win, we do what they tell me not to do. They say settle, and, you know, based on 
you're my insured, this is what we're going to do. The lawyers try and like knock you off course and, you know, like Remington, you know, settle that lawsuit. It'll save the company. Well, that didn't work out. I mean, Remington was the biggest best and they thought they had the biggest best insurance, but you think they would survive an event. There's other companies who have been involved in events like that and have been sued and they didn't end up where, so it is decision making. Right. So as a buyer, I again tell everybody, look, pretend like you have a claim. Walk through that when say, what about, you know, my roof? What if mm -hmm. it's a hail claim? What if it's a flood claim? Is that covered? And the answer is no. It's a separate policy. You know, if they give you a fifty thousand dollar deductible, can you come up with the fifty? My policy and the way I approach it, if you can't, I loan you the money. I become your next mortgage payment because the job is fix the house, mm -hmm. right? And so that's what the buyer should say. Okay, Mr. Agent, tell me after the next storm or after the next hailstorm, how is my claim going to be handled to where I'm a happy homeowner, I'm a happy customer? And most of them can't answer that question, but it'll at least get them to think about what I propose, right? Most of them, again, if you paid seven grand for insurance, I'm going to be ten. But you have a separate flood policy and you paid for that. So mm -hmm. you really didn't pay seven, you probably paid eight. Mm -hmm. And you have a bigger deductible, I give you so it's it's math, but you know, if you pay fifty thousand dollars on a roof claim, the whole thing, under my approach, you pay five thousand and I pay forty five, that's a big fing savings to you. Right. And that is part of the math that people don't do because they never play the claim out. They just look at the twelve month period or whatever they can well, get just to say, or just give me insurance and I'll just yeah. How much is it that, cost me every month? Right. Yeah. Just they just want to save the most monthly breakdown versus looking at the bigger picture for when something actually does happen. Mm. You're like, oh, this is actually a really bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when you're buying your first house, most people overbuy. They can't afford the house, and you know, like your car, you go up to. Oh, I want the nicer car, mm -hmm. then the insurance, and so you're buying the cheapest thing on your first house. And it is a disaster. That's where citizens, you know, they're always going to be there for the what I would call the first-time buyer that can't do it, right? But as you build assets and you gain wealth, then you should become a smarter buyer towards like, you know, I really do need this. I mean, mm -hmm. there's, you know, very wealthy families with a whole estate plan with a house in Florida that's worth $20 million. I'm like, so storm knocks out your house is that going to affect your family estate plan i guarantee it is yeah if they don't have yeah. flood insurance have and it's a 20 million dollar claim that's unexpected so i promote it to estate planners and everybody that pushes themselves as an advisor is like you know look for the gaps and the holes that really affect people's lives and you know again a family can't come up with that 50 grand. It's my job to loan them the money, right? Or I shouldn't have ever taken their money. If you know it's going to end up a disaster, what are you if you're taking people's money? Right. You know, Criminal you're, you're, at the end of the thank day. You. <laughs> yeah. Stealing their so, money. And oh, yeah. That's what I'm dealing with right now. We're going through a lawsuit with um, my HOA. I, so I have a few condos, um, Oceanfront, and... Um, there is just chaotic with HOA and the owners, and it's a condo hotel. So they have people that check in the hotel side, but then there's owners that own parts of the units in there, and it's just a constant 
freaking battle of things not getting done. We have the HOA, the property management is just taking money from everybody. I mean, I'm paying $500 a month for a studio, which is, which is fair for, you know, we got like That's multiple, yeah, just for no, one. Let's be real, HOAs fucking suck. They, and they, but they don't do anything. <laughs> Literally, it's like they, they, the pools will break. Money. Yeah. The pools will break. There's a, like the awning is falling down. People are like, oh my God, this is a ghetto place. But my, my units are really, really nice. And I'm just like, I'm, you know, we're getting screwed over here. I'm like, where's this money even going? And Somebody's come talking. to find out, they we dropped, we sued them for stealing all of our money, the property management, whoever it was. Um, we finally settled, but it was just very, very shady things were going on, and they were taking everybody's money, not doing anything to the building at all, just enough to get, you right. know, the water going or whatever, right. if there's a busted pipe. But that was like... That was it. And I was just like, dude, this is a criminal like business. And I was like, how do I get into this? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, they're making a killing off these um, homeowners that just don't, that are either, a lot of people don't live there. They're just investors that, right. you know, and they just pay it and then they don't really care. They don't see the condition of the building. Um, so these people just take full advantage of investors or homeowners so that most of those condo associations you know again it's all law but it's politics somebody has to enforce the law so you're supposed to have a reserve fund like if the building's 50 million you have a 10 10 percent deductible mm -hmm. you're supposed to have that money in your account already none of them do that they're like no. we're not paying that we'll never need it we'll bill it after the storm and so now in Florida, that's what they're all doing. And mm -hmm. the problem, you know, that I have when I deal with any condo associations or any board that's big, you know, if me and you are doing a deal, we can do a deal. Mm -hmm. You have 12 people, you know, you really never have a deal. There's there's too many opinions in the room. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, we have a bunch of associations down in Florida and the, you know, the older people, older than me, um, you know, they don't want to pay a penny more, even if you could improve it and, and the value yeah. of their unit would go up. That's right? what we're, that's what I'm fighting with at yeah. HOA. There's like older people that are retired. They make just enough from Social Security or whatever. In Myrtle Beach, I mean, there's not much income there unless you own a golf a bar, a golf course, or a strip club. Those are your options. Dear Everything. Derriers. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, the name has changed like four times since then. It's constantly something different. God. Yeah. <laughs> That's another podcast. That's a whole other podcast in its own. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, oh my God, it's freaking, it's nuts. And I'm like, this building is falling apart. Like, I will even pay more than y'all just to get it done because it, like this is my investment. This is and it does save you money to spend money, right? Insurance right. companies are famous at saying, you know, we're not doing that. Like, flood comes, air conditioners are on the ground. They pay to replace the air conditioners, put them back on the ground. Mm. Like, why don't you put those on a stand? Oh, the insurance company wouldn't pay for that. I would. I don't care. Because next right. time, yeah. I'm not going to be paying for all those air conditioners that went yeah. in right. the water. Yeah. I mean, Spend so an extra hundred bucks now to save. 10, as you get later. older, you learn that sometimes you know being cheap costs you a lot more money in the long yeah, run. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing that, and I want to go for an assessment on the building, and they the people who can't afford the assessment right. don't want it. So we're at a constant battle at the HOA, the board meetings, and I'm just like. This building is falling apart with the assessment. And they're like, we can't afford it if, it, if it's really, really high. And I'm like, 
Well, that sucks to suck, but like something has to, I mean, you gotta. I say you bring Adam there and force him to all <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty persuasive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Them Southern women are crazy, you know. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in North Carolina. Yeah. I've been around a few. Yeah. Right, Love. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's finish it off with Alex and Adam. Both of you think of the craziest thing that you want to do and tell Rick. Both of you are sure. How about I tell you the craziest thing I want you to do? Right. Okay. Uh, you know, I think we should like have you redo um, Will Smith's fiftieth. You're not fifty yet. I'm getting there though. Okay, so uh, this is like a long-term plan. Out of a helicopter, you bungee jump over the Grand Canyon on your fiftieth. All right, so I'm down for that. So I actually, <laughs> you're down for I, that. I'm down for that. I actually, so this is a great time to pitch this to you. So. A good, a good friend of mine, Marshall Bush, her grandfather was president George Bush. Right. So this year is his 100th anniversary of his birthday. Every year for his birthday when he was still alive, he jumped he out jumped, of the airplane. Right. So Marshall is talking with, I'm probably going to butcher, but I think it's the Golden Angels is what the, 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 air, the planes are. But we're trying to figure out a way to throw my big fat ass out of an airplane. Yeah. So well, he, we can do out of a helicopter. Yeah. I don't know about so, that. So, 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 <laughs> I, so I might need an insurance policy. <laughs> I told him if you're dumping me out of an airplane with a parachute, it better be a parachute that you throw Humvees out there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> triple, triple backup. Yeah. Or like a halo jump into the ocean. I don't know. How would you, how high? Has anyone even done that before? Out of a helicopter? I don't, has, do people jump out of helicopters? Oh, yeah, they jump out of them. It's a little dangerous. Now with wingsuits. Better roll yeah, out. We'll tell, give her the backstory on why you pitched me jumping out of the helicopter. Yeah. I feel well, like you would get decapitated if you tried it. to so, No, no, listen. <laughs> I insured Will Smith doing that on his 50. He promoted it. He put it online and everything. It was a big publicity stunt, that, but nobody would insure it. I knew the bungee guy who Hollywood called, and I ensure he, he owns a bridge up in Oregon, and they bungee jump off it. So, Jeez. But you got to do something with video games, right? But in real life. What, and I was like, what was the crazy doing Call of Duty? And I was like, well, would I attempt to do that? Up in real life. No, I can't. There's only, you get well, I don't know. There's that suit. Have you seen that suit? It's like this Russian guy made the this bear like bear suit, suit yes. and he's chucking himself <laughs> off a cliff, getting hit by like a train or something, and just getting <laughs> annihilated, and he's... He like comes not, out of it? He, he literally throws himself off a cliff in a suit, and it's so, supposed to... We need to find this bear suit. We'll put you in it and then <laughs> square up with me in the wrestling ring. Yeah, there happens. we go. We should totally <laughs> Actually, do that. I, I, like, let's be for real. I need some, like an insurance policy for every time my dumb ass goes up on the top rope and decides to jump <laughs> off. <laughs> but no, I, I do have to say, we do have good insurance at WWE. Thank you for the, all that, the surgeries and all that stuff. I've always been very well taken care of medically and stuff like that. So, if you had a lot thankful. of surgeries? I've had four in eight years. So I'm recovering right now from a level one uh, cervical fusion on my c4 and five so i got hit in my head pretty much fell off they Damn. put a metal plate and four screws in there to keep yeah it i got i had two uh oh i well i didn't have insurance did you set off, did you set off a metal detector with <laughs> I, that i thought so i was like this is gonna like increase my possibility of getting struck by is lightning it but though, are you like it's titanium, or I don't freaking know what it is. But I was like, put the stuff that's in Wolverine's body inside of me. Right, and well, <laughs> I had it the first time, and then I broke it again with the plate, 
come to find out they didn't put a strong enough plate in because the collarbone is so, such an easy badass. Uh, apparently or an idiot one of the two um but <laughs> it was freaking say. dirt bikes dude and i was just like you know what i'm riding dirt bikes i don't have insurance this is gonna be really expensive um. but but <laughs> i retired the dirt bikes thing and everyone all, all the people i rode with were like oh yeah your collarbone they all have like busted up surgery right. you know out collarbones i'm like you know like yeah, it's the first thing to go. Some of my buddies have like femurs replaced, and shit. I'm like, nope, this is this the hurts and this is very expensive. But luckily, uh, the doctor he takes on charity cases every now and then, and um, I he was knew you from Call of Duty. This is before Call of Duty. Yeah, no, actually, free surgery. <laughs> that happens all the time. So my grandma yeeted herself surgery? down the stairs. <laughs> my grandma. My grandma yeeted herself down the stairs, um, and my husband had to pick her up off the floor. My mom's freaking out, and the EMT, like, ambulance comes in to get her up, and the guy, like, is putting my grandma on the stretcher, and he's like, I play you in Call of Duty, and I was like, take care of my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so it has his perks for sure, and he's like, this is Mara's grandma here. You gotta take how, care of her. How often do you get recognized? Like, in, like I, I guarantee you, like, especially at the event we're at this week at a shot show and stuff like that. I mean, this is, you're the queen of All this. The, dude, it took me forever to get here. I told Johnny, and I was like, dude, I'm trying to make it his podcast by keep getting stopped every five feet. And once you get stopped, it starts a funnel. Yep. And Feeding then it starts a line, and yep. I'm just like, I throw a hoodie over me and just take off running for the hills. You, can, you can mask up. Well, you thing is, during, like, the COVID times, <laughs> I had a mask. Well, I had to wear a mask because we were in L.A., and I had a hat on, and I still got recognized. And I'm yeah. like, and I think it's because of my husband because he's covered in tattoos and, like, 6'1". That's so, what's your fault. He's so damn handsome. So they look at him, and then they're like, he looks familiar. And then they look at me, they're like, you, and then they see my tattoos. And I'm like, I can't hide even with a so mask I and a hat on. I think you should get a deal where your husband's always behind you in Call of Duty. <laughs> Like your back. No, in front. It's a human shield. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> meat, meat shield. That's what I use him for in real life. <laughs> like he's my cart around shot show. He's carrying my bag, my camera, the business cards. He's well. You know your role. He's the mule, my packing mule. That's right. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Appreciate you coming. Good yeah. to see you. Yeah. It's always good to be. I seen. might think of better, different of insurance. I don't know. You might have convinced me. <laughs> I, don't know. I still might hate it a little when bit. When it comes up for renewal, we can give you an option. All right. Sounds great. <laughs> we don't sell insurance. We offer partnerships. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Ex-insurance <laughs> out. Johnny will, Johnny will help me improve that later. Oh, no, that's great. I like that. That's got to go under the logo from now on. <laughs>